Well, welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast as we recap Friday night's uh, basketball game as Purdue uh, improved 2-0, 63-44 victory over Austin P. And uh, it wasn't the most uh, pleasing game, I guess, is the way to put it. <laughs> they didn't. Purdue didn't shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Oh yeah, that's just the bottom line. They didn't shoot the ball well from the perimeter. Two and nineteen from three. Uh, this is a better shooting team than that, but they're going to have nights like they had tonight. Uh, they had good looks. Uh, everybody was missing. Uh, Purdue missed its first sixteen shots, but it just kept going inside to Zach Eady. He hit his first nine shots, finished twelve of thirteen, career high thirty points, eleven rebounds. Uh, Austin P couldn't defend him. Uh, a lot of teams that Purdue will face in the non-conference can't defend him. A lot of teams Purdue will face in the conference can't defend him. So Purdue just went inside. I believe they were, uh, for as uh, poor shooting they were on the uh, perimeter, they, I think they were 22 of 29 from two-point range. And a lot of that had to do with Zach. But, you know, Purdue just went inside and did its business and, you know, got the win. Uh, the, 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 the shooting issues won't last long, in my opinion. I mean, because this is a team that had 12 in the opener against Milwaukee. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll come back Tuesday at Marquette and be more effective from three-point range. Don't know if they'll get double digits. Don't know if they'll, you know, bury 15 like, you know, they would do last year on occasion, uh, but the, they'll be better from the perimeter. They just, they have two good shooters, not for this, you know, this is going to be a strength for their, there's this team this year. So there's nothing, there's really no alarms about this. And, you know, the, the, the positive sign out of this is, uh, Purdue, you know, I think last year when shots didn't go down or Purdue couldn't play through its offense you know they had some they had some problems uh you know they won games where they still struggled offensively but I think this team is more uh in tune and um with what it needs to do on the defensive end you know Purdue rebounded this team by 20 I believe uh, so there were positive signs there um, they still probably had too many turnovers uh, I think they had 14 they need to get that down to 10 or so but I, I do think this team is more engaged defensively um, you know it's and it's just a different type of team than they were last year because everything went through the post last year not that it didn't go through the post tonight but when you had Travion and Zach, everything kind of goes through the post where when you don't have Zach on the floor. And, that, and tonight, that was only for about eight or nine minutes because he played nearly 32 minutes, which is another positive sign, and he didn't seem winded. Now, it wasn't an up-and-down type game either. It was more of a half-court game, and even with all the missed shots, it wasn't like Austin P was getting out of transition and uh, getting three-on-twos the whole day. And, you know, Purdue wasn't out in transition a whole lot so it wasn't a, a back up and down type game where, where Zach was going to get gassed 
but the fact that he did play 32 minutes, I, you know, I think is a positive because you know we all knew that his minutes would increase without Travion there. Um, you know, he avoided foul trouble. Um, so, um, you know, there you know, the shooting was not good, but there I think there's a lot of other things in this from this game that that you can can look at and say, okay, Purdue Purdue's better in, in some areas. Uh, than they were last year. And I think defensively is one of them. Uh, so, now, what happens when Marquette comes to town Tuesday? It's a Big East team, higher quality of competition. We'll learn a little bit more. And, you know, now Purdue's next, you know, potentially their next um, four, five, six games, maybe, depending what happens in Portland, are go, going to be... Is, they're going to be against really solid competition because you got Marquette and then you got West Virginia. And if you're, you know, Purdue's able to win that, you're going to get Gonzaga. And then either, you know, if you beat Gonzaga, you're probably going to get Duke. If you lose to Gonzaga, you probably get Florida or Xavier. And then you're into Florida State. And then you start Big Ten play with Minnesota. So they're going to get in a stretch here where they're going to face really better competition than they faced the first two games. And if they have made strides defensively, then you know we're going to see it. If they haven't made strides enough strides defensively, then it's they're going to get exposed. Um, you know, and the three-point shooting is going to need to come back for for this stretch. Now, again, it doesn't have to be 15 to 30 or anything like that, but it can't be two of 19. You know, um, now if Zach's going to get you 30 points every every game, you're two of 19 from three. I think you're in pretty good shape. Uh, but, you know, Purdue's going to have to, to find some different ways to score, too. Uh, so, you know, what, what, what's happened in the first two games, uh, you know, wasn't perfect. But uh, I think there's enough there to uh, to kind of push them in to where now you're going to play a higher level of team. Okay, how do you react? How do you, how do you respond? There's going to be adversity. They're going to have some players that you haven't, you know, that you haven't seen yet. You know, how does Braden Smith hold up with probably some full court pressure coming from Marquette? Uh, you know, Fletcher Lawyer, how do the how do the newcomers look? David Jenkins, uh, you know, although he's you know he's been in a lot of schools and he's played a lot of games and hit a lot of threes. You know, now it's a it's it's a different level. Uh, so and it was good to get Jenkins back on the floor. You know, as you know, he missed the uh, the opener on Tuesday because. You know, he ran into Mason Gillis. They butted heads, and David got the worst of it with the big shiner. And, uh, you know, he had to go to a plastic surgeon on uh, Thursday to get uh, some, you know, I don't think it's blood clots, but get some, uh, get some blood out of his eye that had hardened up uh, to get, you know, to allow, to allow that wound to heal. And, you know, he, he, he said after the game he's in good shape and it was good to get out on the floor, get him get him some minutes uh, so when they need him against Marquette, uh, you know, he's going to have a game, a, a real game under his belt. He played in the exhibition game, but, um, you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's different. Everybody knows it's different. So it was good for him to get back, and uh, but he's got a big old shiner. And... Uh, uh, it was, it's kind of funny in a way. 
you know, Purdue had missed its first 16 three-point attempts. And I think people were just waiting around. You know, the game was, yeah, Purdue was really never in danger of losing this game or having this game go down to the wire. But I think fans were hanging around just to see if Purdue would hit a three-pointer. And it, you know, finally happened with under eight minutes to go. And Jenkins is the guy that hit it, the guy with, you know, one good eye. Uh, so, you know, they, I guess they were calling him dead eye and stuff like that in the locker room. Uh, so fitting that he he made the, the first three-pointer. Braden Smith made the other one. Uh, but anyway, you, you got to get Jenkins back on the floor, and he did. So he, he you know, he, he'll be ready for Tuesday. I think they'll all be ready for Tuesday. Uh, just, you know, another, another opportunity to kind of see where they're at before they – you know, really jump into the, the non-conference part of it where it's going to be, um, as we mentioned, West Virginia. Yeah, and, you know, Purdue needs to beat West Virginia just to not only beat them, but also to come out of that Oregon tournament playing three Power 5 teams. Because if, you know, if they happen to lose uh, that first game, then they're, they'll play Portland State. Um, it may be, and then if they would win that, which I hope that, you know, you think that they would, uh, then they would uh, probably play Florida Florida and Xavier in the fifth place game. But, you know, you want to come out of that tournament playing um, three power fives uh, to really help your, your your NCAA net rank, ranking when it comes down comes down to the selections. Uh, and, you know, it's all, you know, it'd be good to have a Gonzaga game on your, on your radar. Uh, and then, you know, you're back into, you know, Florida State and then Minnesota, then the Big Ten and all that kind of stuff. But uh, all in all, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, I, I, people get wrapped up in shooting so much. Yes, it's better when the ball goes in the basket. It's It, it, it's, it, it looks better. It feels better. But, you know, but just because the ball didn't go in the basket a lot for Purdue from the perimeter doesn't mean they didn't play well. Now, again, they had probably a few too many turnovers, but when you look at the overall part of it, uh, you know, Purdue didn't play that that poorly. But when the ball doesn't go in the basket, it's a perception that you're not playing well. And that's, that's really, uh, it's really just not true. And you really have to look at the other games, or the other the other part of your of your game, to see what's going on. And they were they were better defensively, and you know the other team is you know they had they had shots. You know, I don't Austin P wasn't very good from the perimeter either. Uh, but you know, Purdue's defense is I think uh, on a path to being better than it was last year. Put it that way. But again, we're not going to know for sure until they get through this next stretch how it looks and you know what happens and um, now that you have more film on teams how you know where are they going to attack Purdue um, is it going to be in the ball screen is it going to be some other areas so you know this next game really is going to kind of be the start of start of a stretch to see where where this team is at uh, where where it could be going and then whatever areas need to get cleaned up then you want those cleaned up by the time 
you start Big Ten play, even in December with uh, Minnesota and Nebraska as your early Big Ten games. Um, so, um, again, it, it, it's a good win because of some of the things Purdue had to do other than shooting. And it, it's good to see a Purdue team have a bad shooting night but still able to win a game the way that they did. Um, and, again, you never you never sweated it. You know, when I start writing my story at halftime, uh, you know that I don't – I'm not thinking that they're going to lose that game. <laughs> just – you know, I just felt they were in control even though the, the, uh, the shots didn't go from the perimeter. And if, they took 19, so – I mean, if you hit four more three-pointers, that's 12 more points – and, you know, you win by uh, 30 at that point, and it looks it looks better and it feels better, but this was, a, you know, I think a good game to have for Purdue because the shots didn't go down. You know, what happens if you have this game on Tuesday against Marquette and the shots don't go down? How do, how do they react against a better team with better players uh, and probably a tighter game? But now you've kind of been through it. I don't foresee this kind of performance coming again this soon. Now, it probably will come in January. It might come in February. It's just a long basketball season. You cannot maintain the level of three-point shooting that I think this team can reach. It's extremely hard. When we saw last year's team, it was a really good three-point shooting team last year. And it was hard to maintain that level once you got into Big Ten play and teams knew your personnel, they knew what you were going to do. And it's just so hard to maintain that over the course of a 30 to 35 game season. It's just, that's why shooting 40% from three-point range is considered pretty dang good. And, uh, you know, and Purdue was around that mark last year. They, they should be able to get closer to that mark this year. Uh, but, you know, but we'll see. But they also have a guy in the middle that can carry you, and that's what Zach did tonight on, on the offensively, offensive end. And, again, that, they've, got, they've got some weapons on the perimeter that are really, you know, are going to help them on a consistent basis. Um, you just don't like, from the three-point shooting standpoint, you just don't like the dips. You don't want, you know, again, 12 one day to the next. Uh, even that out a little bit where you're consistently maybe getting five, six, seven, eight a game uh, and you're not having such, you know, peaks and valleys with your three-point shooting. But that's the nature of the game. That's that's what happens. You have to do other things when those shots aren't going in. And Purdue did that tonight. And uh, we'll see if that, uh, if that continues. Uh, once they experience another uh, bad shooting night, which they will, you know, this is not, you know, you know they're gonna they're gonna have another one like they did tonight. No question about it. They'll have more. I mean, you probably have a they'll probably have a handful by the time the season's over, and maybe more. Um, so uh, it's just it's kind of the nature of the game. All righty, well that's uh, kind of a quick version uh, on the ride home tonight. And it's freaking cold out. It was just like 70 degrees the other day, and I'm not very happy. I guess we've hit November hard. 
okay, football game tomorrow or Saturday or later today, whatever time it is. And uh, Purdue at Illinois, it's a must win for Purdue if they want to stay in the Big Ten race. Uh, you'd like to get that bowl bid wrapped up as soon as possible. Um, but, you know, Purdue's not playing well. You know, they, they need to get off to a good start. They've only scored six points in the first half, the last two games, two field goals. They haven't seen the end zone before halftime against Iowa or, or, or Wisconsin. Uh, so, you know, this is, you know, they, they've come pretty far this year. And to see it kind of unravel the way it has the last, at least last week, um, just, you know, can they pick themselves up and put themselves in a position to, to win a road game? They, they seem to do a little bit better on the road when they're the underdog and when they're the hep, hep, heavy underdog and they're about a touchdown underdog. Uh, so, yeah, but Purdue's got to bring it and uh, they have to be solid in every area. Uh, ideally, they get a lead uh, and then dictate things from there. But um, but as Jeff Brown said earlier in the week, they also have to, to show that they can come from behind. And they, they did early in the year. They, they played well. Uh, or they, when they got behind in some of those games, they came back. So it's, you know, they can do it. It's it's there. Uh, but, you know, whether Purdue is going to be stay in the race uh, for the Big Ten West uh, another week, uh, we'll know in a few hours whether that's uh, going to be the case or not. All right, well, we appreciate you stopping by. And uh, we'll be back uh, after the football game on Saturday to uh, recap what happened and uh, go from there. And uh, and then uh, Purdue basketball back in action on Tuesday against uh, Marquette at Mackey Arena. All righty, well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, have a good day.